Welcome to the B-Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm Brad Kearns, New York Times bestselling author, former number three world-ranked professional triathlete, and Guinness World Record Masters athlete. I connect with experts in diet, fitness, and personal growth and deliver short breather shows where you get simple, actionable tips to improve your life right away. Let's explore beyond the hype, hacks, shortcuts, and sciency talk to laugh, have fun, and appreciate the journey. It's time to be rad. If your uh, relationship is not where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find dr judson brandeis all right we're back again that's so exciting to be back i had a great response to the first show with lots of questions from males in a certain age group especially about the amazing things you're doing here in your clinic and uh one of the themes was the um you know the harmonious interplay between uh, lifestyle optimization versus the uh, various tools that we have available now in the high-tech world and in the medical care world for uh, lifelong male sexual function, longevity, and peak performance. And one of the best themes that came out of the last show was how you emphasize that uh, they go hand in hand. So if you're keeping your muscle mass, if you're looking good in your body composition, this correlates directly with sexual function um, I believe the quote was seeing longevity through the eyes of the penis, you know, something to that effect. So uh, I'm to make it, yeah. you know, I was just talking about um, these AI things where you could create images. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Custom. I'm going to, I'm going to create an image of me looking through a guy's penis. <laughs> it tells like the, 
at like the overall health of yeah with your cellular clothes and yeah, all the joint thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it all starts with lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not eat not eating too much, if you're not drinking alcohol, if you're not smoking, you're not doing drugs, you're getting enough sleep, uh, you're nice to other people, you're stretching, you're meditating. All these things that we're doing in the office, I mean, they're eventually, you're eventually going to need them, but you're not going to come in when you're 45 and need it. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in when you're 55 or 65 or 75 or 85. You know, you want to push these issues further down the line. Do you see some magic numbers, if you will, in the clinic where um, it's clearly in the decade of the 50s, this tends to happen or the 60s? And I mean, there's master's track and field records where um, they have this uh, really steady progression. So every every year you lose like 1% of your ability in the 400 meters, let's say. And then there's this huge um, inflection point in the graph at like around 70, where anyone who's still standing perhaps is going to be, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting because I show a, a, a graph of the world record for the 100-yard freestyle. It's swimming. In swimming. Yeah. But for running, it's it's pretty much the same. And as far as I know, uh, from these graphs, the inflection point really is at 60. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing absolutely everything right, kind of like what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, even more uh, with, you know, trainers and, and sleep and, and, you know, all the things that you should be doing, the, you know, you'll you'll decline at a, at a somewhat steady rate between 20 and 60, but even the, the world's best 60-year-old can sort of compete with the world's best 20-year-old. But after 60, you begin to decline fairly precipitously. And after 80, it, things really take off. Um, where do you think that's from in, in a healthy-ish individual? You know, there it's multifactorial, but certainly testosterone contributes to that. IGF-1, human growth factor, nitric oxide. Um, and then there are other factors like uh, methylation and... How the how your DNA begins to deteriorate after those leeches, which you know I don't I'm not really an expert in that kind of stuff, but you know it's clearly it's not just one thing, uh, and clearly there are things that we can do like testosterone replacement or human growth hormone. Not that I I do much HGH replacement, but I do a lot of testosterone replacement that can really turn the clock back for a lot of guys, and that's what Gainswave does. For bone, gains weight, and PRP, and a, a number of the other interventions we do in the office, is it turns the clock back for guys five or ten years. Uh, let's hit those uh, briefly, each one. And so the, the gains wave is the high frequency shockwave treatment that's especially um, designed for penile function. Right. And what is it doing when we get yeah, so treatments? Ninety percent. Yeah, I mean, feel great. 90% of erectile dysfunction, give or take, is vasculogenic, meaning it's related to blood vessels. And as you age, blood vessels begin to get clogged. That undergo down. This is why I keep this in the office, right? So this is a normal blood vessel. Oh, man, that was for the outgoing mail or something. <laughs> you know, as you age, you begin to clog blood vessels. Oh. And then you get to that point. So those are watching on YouTube is showing a series of increasingly clogged blood vessels. Um, and so not, not looking pretty there at the end with all the yellow. And so you know, the heart pumps and the two last places that get blood in the body are the toes and the penis. Really? Right. Why is that? 
Well, they're the furthest away from the heart. Wow. Okay. But you don't get toe erections. And when blood flow declines to the toes, you get cold feet. You put socks on, no big deal, right? It's not like your feet stop working. If your feet stop working because of vascular flow, you got really, really big problems. Uh But the penis is different, right? The penis moves entirely based on blood flow. And you have to pump enough pressure into the penis that the penis swells and there are veins that are on the outside of the connective tissue that lines the erectile body and those veins get squashed. Kind of like there's two layers, kind of like an ice cream sandwich and the veins live in the ice cream. And when there's enough pressure, those veins get compressed. And when those veins get compressed, then blood is trapped in the penis and then you get a rigid erection and the erection rises, right? If you don't get enough pressure in the penis, then blood flow goes into the penis, but then it also exits. And so you get a full penis, but you don't get a rigid erection. So there's a threshold blood pressure that you need to achieve in order to get a rigid erection. So for example, you're on the roof of a burning building and there's another building that's six feet away. If you jump six feet, it's a really good day. But if you jump five and a half feet, it's a really, really bad day. So if you need 100 millimeters of mercury of blood pressure in your penis in order to maintain a rigid erection, if you get 101, it's a great night. If you get 95, it's going to be a really frustrating right? And so, you know, my approach to my patients is you have to optimize all of the aspects of blood flow. And one aspect of blood flow is the signal, which is why you boost nitric oxide and why you take a PDE5 inhibitor like Cialis or, or Viagra. And the other aspect is the actual blood vessels, right? So if your blood vessels look like this, then you generate new blood vessels. And so how do you generate new blood vessels, right? You generate it through a, pl- a process called neoangiogenesis. Uh-huh. Right, And so what Gainswave does is it introduces a trauma or a, a sort of situation where there's the potential for injury uh-huh. in the penis. But what it's really doing is it's tricking the body into thinking that there's an injury, mm-hmm. even though there's not. Like your penis isn't injured now. You just let Gainswave, right? Your, your penis we'll isn't a, yeah, we'll see. Your penis isn't a display, you know, it's not right. hurting you. Right. Uh, because it's soft, black like and blue, so these shock waves go through the penis. But what they do is they trigger an injury response, mm. and part of an injury response is the growth of new blood vessels, right? Because you need blood flow to heal. So when your body is fixing an injury, what it's doing, one of the things it's doing is it's generating new blood vessels so it can deliver oxygen, nutrients, glucose, protein, amino acids, all that kind of stuff to the site of the injury. And so that's the, that's the, the way that gains weight works. You know, a lot of people think, well, it, you're dislodging plaque, um, but that's never been shown or proven mm. in any clinical study, which, you know, I'm a clinical researcher. So I always think of things from a research lens, like how would you actually do the study? You know, the, the way that they did the study to look at the potentiation of stem cells and the release of growth factors is they had a bunch of rats. This was the work was done at UCSF by Tom Liu. They did shockwave therapy on uh, the rats, which gosh, what, what a job that is. <laughs> you know, the, 
there's a, all sorts of kind of careers, but doing shockwave therapy on rat penises has to rank up there with one of the most interesting. And then they sacrifice the rats and they cut off the penises and they look at it under the microscope and they see, okay, there's the ones that are getting shockwave therapy have more stem cells. Mm. They have more um, nitric oxide. They have more or nitric oxide synthase. Uh, and they have more new new blood vessels. But how would you do that experiment on 70-year-old guys with cardiovascular disease? You know, you have to shockwave them and they cut their penises off and then look at the penis under the microscope. And not a lot of guys are lining up mm. for that study. So that may potentially be uh, one of the ways that it works, but it's never really been proven. So the injury response... Is that similar to uh, lifting a bunch of bicep curls and, and damaging the muscle tissue in the bicep and then stimulating the injury response to rebuild stronger and better better blood flow and so forth? Exactly. Okay. It, you know, it's the same as muscle building. It's the same as most aesthetic procedures, right? You go for an IPL laser, right? There's Or a CO2 laser that, mm. that they create a, a bunch of injuries mm. in your face. And part of that injury response is to produce new collagen or microneedling, right? Same thing. You just take the needle. You stick it in the forehead a whole bunch of times, your body generates an injury response. All of a sudden, your face looks puffier and you got more. So could a, a cavalier DIY person take his uh, uh, massage gun and work on the penis to stimulate? Yes, I mean, bumping and bruising. And then that the massage gun might temporarily increase the size of the penis, but it's not, um, it's not the right frequency right. to generate an injury response. Uh-huh. And what's the role of nitric oxide in the story? Yeah, so nitric oxide is a really, really interesting molecule. Nitric oxide is released by nerves, and it creates a substance called cyclic GMP. And cyclic GMP creates a cascade to open up blood vessels. And as it turns out, after about the age of 40, your nitric oxide levels drop fairly precipitously, or your endogenous production, your production that you create. And what that does is it makes blood vessels close mm. right and so when blood vessels close or get more tight then the heart has to pump harder right and we call that high blood pressure so as you get older your people are getting high blood pressure and so nitric oxide boosters are a wonderful way to decrease blood pressure right i routinely take my patients off their blood pressure medications mm. and put them on nitric oxide boosters which are totally natural and have absolutely no side effects and the problem is a lot of people don't know about them because you can't patent it. So no companies can't take a nitric oxide booster and make a lot of money on it and put television advertisements mm -hmm. on there and hire Lady Gaga to talk about nitric oxide boosters, right? They're just, you know, it's a it's a fairly ubiquitous supplement. You know, the supplement that I created was is called a firm and it basically it uses both pathways for nitric oxide boosting. One pathway is L-citrulline, which you get from watermelon, and L-citrulline turns into L-arginine. L-arginine is the nitric oxide donor. And the other part are nitrates. Nitrates are in beets and green leafy vegetables. And in the saliva, there's an enzyme that, that transfers nitrate into nitrite. And then in the stomach, there's an enzyme that transfers nitrite into nitric oxide. And so you get about 50% of your nitric oxide from nitrates, and you get about 50% from the citrulline arginine. So a nutritious diet, eating healthy, wholesome foods can help you boost nitric oxide, uh, taking a targeted supplement, 
also? And are there other um, interventions? Yeah. So, you know, for something like a fern, you could eat four pounds of fresh watermelon every day. Getting a, a huge boost from diet is going to be problematic, but yeah. you're you're getting your baseline levels if you're eating a healthy, nutritious diet. Exactly. And so the, the supplementing is really um, targeting that cardiovascular health. And in this case, um, why you called it a firm is helping with your- I love double water. Your firmness. Yeah. yeah. And this is available on Amazon. And I was seeing like could read this there, and I'm trying it now for maybe six months. And um, it seems like a really effective product. Well, I mean, a lot of- Elite endurance athletes take nitric oxide boosters. It's not it's not any secret. Our bodybuilders use it as part of their pre-workout stuff. Oh, sure. Or cognitively, especially men or women over the age of 60, 65, it actually improves brain function because you're improving circulation of the brain. It improves blood pressure, but also, you know, it improves erectile function. So anything in your body where you actually need blood flow, which is pretty much everything, uh-huh. um, will benefit from nitric oxide boosting. Now, the other, the flip side of it is now you've made this cyclic GMP mm-hmm. everywhere, but especially in the penis, how do you keep the cyclic GMP uh, available? And that's where PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra and Cialis come mm-hmm. in because they selectively block the PDE5 enzyme, which is only in the penis. Mm-hmm. That's the genius of mm-hmm. Viagra and Cialis is that they selectively block the PDE5, which is only in the penis. So a combination of a nitric oxide booster, which boosts cyclic GMP, and Viagra or Cialis will maximally improve recto. So keeping it, keeping it in there. So it's uh, uh, sustaining your ability to have an erection as well. Right. So if you don't have enough cyclic GMP, you could take a truckload of Viagra. It wouldn't work. Uh, and you don't have enough perhaps because... Um, of diet. It, it, it doesn't have to do with arterial health. It's well, so lack it, buildup and what you know. You're getting this is a, a arginine is not essential amino acid, mm-hmm. right? So you have to get it from the diet. And so if you're not taking in enough from the diet, or you have uh, a problem with what's called the endothelium, which is the inner lining of blood vessels, which have what's called enos endothelial nitric oxide synthase, which is an enzyme that helps your body make nitric oxide, mm-hmm. then you won't be producing as much nitric oxide. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys that take these medications, right, Viagra and Cialis, they'll come see me and they'll say, well, you know, I'm kind of getting tolerized to it. Uh-huh. You know, it's not that you're getting tolerized to it. It's that your nitric oxide levels are dropping. So you're not making as much cyclic GMP. Mm-hmm. And so these medications aren't as effective because the cyclic GMP is really the key molecule for creating a cascade of events that keep blood vessels open. Um, and just jumping in here with the psychological aspect, because as you described process in your book, and your articles, um, the, 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 the process starts with um, the brain sending a message down the spinal cord. Yeah, well, there are three ways that guys can get erections. Visual, uh, mental, so you can create fantasy in your mind, or touch. Uh-huh. Right, um, but the psychological aspect is is huge. It's you know it's fifty percent, fifty. I would say fifty percent. So for example, I had a patient uh, a couple of years ago. He's like, ah, oh, dog, a hundred bucks down the drain. I'm like, what do you mean, Jen? He's like, well, I took my wife out for a nice dinner. I got a really good bottle of wine, 
I loaded up on Viagra, and then I said one stupid ass thing, <laughs> and it was a hundred bucks down the drain. Right, so keep that in mind because Valentine's Day is coming up, and you don't want to waste a hundred dollars. But I mean, that that's the that's the issue, right? So if your uh, relationship is not where you want it to be, um, then it doesn't really matter if your physiology is a hundred percent. It's not going to work. I mean, I think in terms of like, there's this Maslow's pyramid that I created in my mind of the Brandeis pyramid. Yeah, I mean, male sexual. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's it's men's middle age health, uh-huh. right? So in the bottom is you have to be physiologically healthy, right? You have to exercise, you have to have good weight, you know, don't drink, don't smoke, get good sleep, all that kind of stuff, right? Because if you don't have that, you're not going to be able to get erect, mm-hmm. right? Then there's mental health, right? So if you're depressed, if you're too anxious, you're not going to be able to get erections, right? If you're not emotionally healthy, you're not going to be able to get good erections, right? And then if your relationships are bad, you're not going to have a partner that's going to want to participate with you. And then if you have all those things, then the top of the pyramid is sexual health, Mm -hmm. right? And, And so, you know, that whole bottom of the period has to work, pyramid has to work in order for you to... So can someone uh, problem solve, for example, um, you feel like the, the drug's not working or it only works once in a while, then we're going to go over to the, the psychological side. In other words, if you can get one good erection under pressure or whatever the, the circumstances are, um, then you know that your arterial uh, uh, health is, is, is sufficient. And then the rest of it's going to be lifestyle oriented or. Yeah. I mean, typically when patients come into the office, I'll do an ultrasound. Yeah. And I'll look with the ultrasound at the blood vessels and I'll say, you know, that like your blood vessels look fine. And, and 90% of ED is, is malady blood vessels. Okay. So those, that population is coming in with a complaint that is legit rather than they're just an asshole to their, their partner all the time. And so they. But, yeah, and you know, one way to one way one question I ask all these patients is, do you get erections in the morning? Uh-huh. Right, because erections in the morning have absolutely nothing to do with the relationship. Uh-huh. It has to do purely with physiology, right? So, this is your mother nature's way of keeping our penis healthy. Uh-huh. So every time you go into REM sleep, which is dream sleep, which is about thirty to sixty minutes every night, uh-huh. you should be getting in a significant increase in blood flow to the penis. So you should be getting nighttime erections. Now, if you're not getting nighttime erections, then there's a problem with the vascularity or the blood flow to the penis. And there's a there's a nifty little gizmo called the FirmTech. Um, give me one second. <laughs> right. So this, this FirmTech ring oh. has a little pressure sensor in it. Uh-huh. And so you put this thing around your penis. I'm not going to demonstrate here, but... You put this thing around your penis before you go to sleep, and then it measures how many nighttime erections you get. Right, every time it expands, it counts or something. Exactly, wow. and so we're actually going to do a, a study um, with a firm and the firm tech, mm. uh, where people are going to record their erections without taking a nitric oxide booster for a couple of nights, and then they're going to record their erections with taking a nitric oxide booster for a couple nights. And what we expect to see is an increase in vascular flow in the penis at night Mm. by taking a nitric oxide booster. Um, So if someone comes in with uh, poor arterial health, the ultrasound looks bad, and hence you conclude that's the reason they have trouble getting erections, 
Um, would this also always go hand in hand with overall poor cardiovascular and metabolic health? Well, you know, so that's kind of the canary in the coal mine, right? And so by the time you lose morning erections, it's about 10 years. You know, 10-year warning, yeah. warning sign till you lose erections in bed. And then from the time you start to lose erections in bed, there's another 10 years before you develop cardiovascular disease. Cool. Right, because the blood vessels to the penis are one or two millimeters. Oh. And remember, it's pi r squared. So it's basically the blood vessels in the heart are three to four millimeters. So the, the lumen of the blood vessels going to the penis are about a quarter the size oh. of the blood vessels going so to the penis. They're going to get clogged up first before you have a heart problem. Exactly. And remember, they're peripheral, right? The, the first place that your heart pumps blood is back to the coronary circulation, mm. right? So not only are the blood vessels bigger, but they're, they're closer. Uh, so, you know, if you're developing erectile dysfunction, it's really important that you go see a doctor because just taking a pill isn't going to fix the underlying problem. That's why lifestyle is so incredibly important. Uh, and especially if you have a family history of heart disease, especially a family history of early heart disease, you really want to get checked up. And the easiest way to do that is to get what's called a heart calcium score. Mm -hmm. So it's a CAT scan, takes one minute to do. It's usually a couple hundred bucks. And I say they had easy though, because I had to call all around town and no one knew what I was talking about. It was unbelievable. I was looking through the internet and finally found a place. Yeah, but I mean, it's like not a routine test. No, it's, it's not a routine test, but it's actually a fantastic test because it will pick up early cardiovascular disease. Like, for example, like we did that VO2 max study. Mm -hmm. right? VO2 max will give you a number. It'll give you an idea of like what your level of cardiovascular fitness is. But if you go to a cardiologist, 99 times out of 100, they're going to do a stress test. Right. What does a stress test tell you? A stress test will tell you if there are going to be changes in the electrical polarity of the heart mm -hmm. based on an ischemic event, based on part of the heart not getting enough oxygen. So basically either you're bad or you're not bad is the answer that you get on a stress test. You don't get a number that yeah. says you, you could that, crap out at, um, at, at a 15 minute mile and be out of breath and done with the stress exactly. test and it looks good, yeah. but you're in shit shape. Yeah. Right. I mean, what BO2 max tells you is like where you are on that continuum of right. being in, in, in yeah. good shape. Uh, and so that's, that's, really what you want to know mm -hmm. is um, the heart calcium score will give you a number anywhere from zero to a thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're at a thousand, you should be heading to the operating room for a six vessel mm -hmm. cabbage the next day. And if you're zero, which 50% of people are, you're doing great. But say you're 10 or say you're 40 or say you're a hundred or 200 guys, in my experience, guys respond to numbers. Yeah. And so when you get a number that's not perfect, all of a sudden you kind of scratch your head and say, oh, I got to do something about it. Like I had a patient, um, we did a VO2 max test on him and he was like 40, 40 learned. And it, it came out, he wasn't in great shape. So it said his chronological age was 41, but his biological age was 44. Huh. Right. So I said to him, I said, you know, if you keep it up, you're going to lose at least three years of your life expectancy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, my God. And he, like overnight, he started exercising. He started eating better. His habits were better. 
Like I didn't really have to say anything after that. It was just like, there's the number. I mean, I could lie to you, but it, you know, that's the yeah. number. Yeah. You're going to lose three years of your life expectancy if you keep things up or well, you can totally turn Yeah. Or you could totally turn it around and probably in a year or two, uh, he's going to fix things that maybe his biologic age will be 38 or 39. I mean, your biologic age was what? 10 years less than your chronologic age. I had a good VO2 max score, but yeah, uh, I mean, my bi like biologic age was I think seven or eight years less than that, like chronologic age. I mean, it's anyone could do this stuff. It's not like any magic. It's not like any hundred thousand dollar pill. Mm -hmm. Just get out on the trails, I improve your VO2 max score. You're right. Drop some of your unhealthy habits. Sleep better. Um, yeah, and you know, there's a time and a place for interventions like Gainswave or. PRP or penile Botox or M cell chair or peptides like PT one forty one or you know all these these things that um, that I offer in my office and I'm, and I'm researching and so on and so forth. But clearly, the cheapest and easiest and best is, is home. And how does that go over in your clinic? I'm assuming that someone who comes through the door is already pre-selected to have an extreme interest in their health and and, and the budget and the the discipline to do what you're going to say. It's not, you know, it's off the beaten medical path. Yeah, I mean, right? some some do, some don't. I mean, some come in just because they can't get erections and they think that I have some sort of miracle that's going to make them better. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, something like Gainswave is, it's pretty cool. But, I mean, if, if you still want to be fat and smoke and not work out, it's not going to work very well. Right. right. Now, it, it may give you a bump for a little while, but um, in what I want to do with my patients is to create a long-term path to living their best life and, and benefit here. Like I'm not really that interested in just doing something like Gainswave and then having someone just keep doing the stuff that they're doing. That's why we do the body composition. That's why we check testosterone and all the other labs is it's an overall, you know, I mean, if, if your engine's, conked out why change the tires mm -hmm. it's like your car's not going to run that well you know you want to you want to fix the engine and fix the tires and then maybe get a new coat of paint and some fuzzy dice on the right the yeah. end of the dashboard and then yeah. you know then you'll be attracting women yeah but yeah uh, but if, if you don't do all those things it's not gonna really work out all that well mm -hmm. um so we're basically uh trying to get a optimization of the next ten or twenty percent by taking advantage of the the protocols and the and the medications too. Exactly, and you know, to, like we talked earlier, testosterone really is an important part of that. I know, um, and that's something that as you get older, your testosterone declines, and either you, precipitously or gradually, depending yeah, on. I mean, usually it's it's gradually, but can be precipitously, mm -hmm. um, and. and there again, it's a lot of its lifestyle, mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And, you know, some people it's just genetic. Some people it's, um, it's diet. Um, but that's mm -hmm. certainly something that we check. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if it's low, uh, and you know, like for example, I have a supplement called support, which is DHEA, which is a testosterone precursor. It's Tonkat Ali, which helps boost free testosterone. It's DIM, which blocks the conversion of testosterone to estrogen. And it's ashwagandha, which helps boost testosterone. But 
you know, even something like support can only boost testosterone 15%. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So beyond 15%, if your testosterone is 250 or 300 or even 350, and clinically you have low testosterone, meaning you have low energy, you're not thinking as well, you're not sleeping as well, you have less drive, less sex drive, less libido, your muscles are beginning to waste away, you're putting on fat. Testosterone can be, you know, life-saving, can be miraculous. Um, you were talking about uh, one of your patients where they, they had to replace some therapy, then they had more energy so they could go work out more. They had amazing improvements in body composition, adding muscle mass, dropping body fat. But first you have to get out of the chair and get going. And a lot of times I think we forget um, that if you don't have that natural drive and that, that baseline energy to go and lift up a weight, it's going to be really tough to change your lifestyle. Absolutely. So, and it's not, it's not just a question of like, you know, get your ass off the couch and, and go do it. I mean, testosterone really does affect the brain. Mm-hmm. And if your testosterone's low, you won't have that innate motivation or drive that testosterone gives you. So for example, um, I, I used to treat a lot of patients with prostate cancer. When you have metastatic prostate cancer or prostate cancer that's spread outside the body, one of the first interventions is to take a medication that will medically castrate you because testosterone mm-hmm. is um, at high levels will push the growth of prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And if you eliminate testosterone, it will basically make your PSA go from high number to zero, mm-hmm. right? Because it will, will basically stop the growth of prostate cancer. But there are a lot of negative effects of making someone medically castrated, which include um, putting on fat and getting rid of muscle. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, you know, it's dramatic. And these guys just don't have the, the motivation to go to the gym. And then also they don't have the signal to build muscle. Mm-hmm. So for example, you're 12 years old, right? You're this little scrawny kid. And then seven years later, you're 19, you put on a lot of muscle, you've taken off fat, you've grown an inch, your penis grows, you put on uh, you, you know, pubic hair, you're chasing girls around. <clears throat> What's the difference? The difference is testosterone. Your testosterone went to, from 200 to 1,000, right? That's the power of testosterone. Testosterone is not a drug, it's a hormone. We know exactly what the effects of testosterone Man. are. Uh, and if you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s and your testosterone's low, it's very clear what the benefits of, of putting someone on Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, 
a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. Uh, so when you say low, we have the generally recognized normal quote-unquote range. Um, they just bumped them down, right? Which was a funny story, but it's something like um, uh, uh, 200 to 900 or something. Yeah, I mean, the range is huge. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking. Like, it's like, do you want to be in the middle? Well, you know, you could be anywhere be- between five foot and seven foot. Yeah. Um, but it's not just a number. It's clinically, how are you doing? Mm. And also, what are you doing? So I treat a lot of first responders, police, mm. fire, SWAT, those guys. Those guys need higher levels of testosterone because they're chasing around bad guys mm. that are 20 years old, that are, you know, high on methamphetamines or whatever, and um, and they're doing bad things. And, and these police officers whose testosterones are 400, 450, 500 or less because they're doing overtime or they're doing, I just saw a guy the other day that does the night shift, right? And his testosterone was low. And guess, guess when your body makes testosterone? Mm-hmm. At night. Right. So if you're up all night expending energy, guess what? You're not going to make testosterone. Uh, the stress hormones antagonize the production of testosterone. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's when your body actually makes testosterone. Mm-hmm. That's why sleep is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, you build muscle when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, you fix your brain when you're sleeping. You build testosterone when you're sleeping. Uh, and so if you're not getting enough sleep, guess what? You know, you're not going to build enough testosterone. So, and I mean, I've, I've had dozens of stories from my first responder patients where they're in life or death struggles with criminals mm. um, where if they didn't have adequate testosterone levels, they probably would have been in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now if you sit behind a computer, you're not in mortal danger and you may not need those testosterone levels, which is actually why as a society, our testosterone levels have dropped 30 or 40 percent over the last 50 years because well yeah i mean if you're a goal if you're like say you're a hunter mm-hmm. and back in the caveman days yeah. you needed high testosterone because you are hunting wild animals which mm-hmm. don't like to be killed mm-hmm. if you're a farmer you're not hunting wild animals but you know you're tilling the fields and it's very physical work you need high levels of testosterone maybe not as quite as as high as hunters but if you sit behind a desk all day and on a computer, and I'm not criticizing people for doing that, but I'm just saying your body is smart. 
your body is only going to make what it needs. And so if your body's like, well, yeah, I'm not out killing animals. You're not, not going to the gym and you're not competing in anything. And yeah, then your body's like, well, we don't need that way of testosterone. You know, it takes energy and, and mm. substrate to make testosterone. And your body's like, I'd rather be something else. With you. Yeah, if you're, if you're in a committed relationship, your testosterone drops due to the, uh, the increase in oxytocin. And the, or when when a father, uh, when when the baby is born, the father's testosterone drops. And yeah, that, isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah. Because Mother Nature doesn't want you going to chase it. <laughs> Make whatever you need. Exactly. You got your you got your your, your conquest. It's like those penguins that keep the baby in there. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're you make a good case, and uh, the, the subject has become a, a mainstream uh, topic now about replacement therapy. And for decades, we were informed that there was this uh, horrible downside of uh, introducing exogenous male hormone. And now it appears that that downside has been uh, misinterpreted and that there's not much downside and there's a, a tremendous well, amount of upside. Okay, so I'll tell you what the downsides are, okay? Um, and I have a, if you go to my YouTube, which is Brandeis MD, I just did a, like an hour long webinar for first responders, which goes through all this stuff. So you don't have to remember everything I said, just go to my YouTube and look for the testosterone webinar for first responders. But basically, it does not cause prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about that. It will make your prostate grow a little bit over time because testosterone is converted into dihydrotestosterone. But there's a ton of things as urologists that we can do to fix prostate problems. Mm -hmm. Also, because of DHT, you can lose hair on your head. That's not what happened to me, but, um, but you can lose hair in your head. And so we recommend a biotin-based supplement. Mm. Oral minoxidil, a near infrared light helmet, PRP for the hair. So there are things that you can do to prevent that that hair loss. Mm -hmm. But that is definitely a concern for some folks. You also can get oily skin, right, or or acne if you're prone to do that. And remember, this is just like putting people through a second puberty, mm. right? The other thing that happens is your testicle shrinks, mm -hmm. right, because you're bringing in testosterone from the outside, and so your testicles are saying, well, you know, we don't have to do our job anymore. Someone else is doing it for us. But I put my patients on a medication called clomiphene or clomid, and that prevents the testicular atrophy. Mm. You can either be on that or HCG. Mm. Um, so that's a fixable problem. Uh, the other thing is that testosterone converts into estrogen. So you can have higher levels of estrogen, but there's a medication called anastrozole or a natural supplement called DIM, which blocks the conversion of testosterone to estrogen. Uh, and so I have a compounded medication of a small amount of clomid and a small amount of anastrozole that my patients take every day. And so we prevent that complication. The other thing that can happen is your red blood cell count can go up. And if it gets up too high, it can put you at risk for um, cardiovascular problems. So for example, there were some Belgian cyclists maybe 10 years ago that were taking EVO. EVO was also all in the 90s, the middle 90s. So it was... Um... 30 years ago. Yeah, maybe you know, 30 years ago. And they were, they were dropping dead in the middle yeah. of the night. Well, I mean, well, what was happening is like, so then your, your red blood cell counts are too high. Mm. And then you get into a bike race mm. and you get dehydrated because you're climbing off all these mountains. And then all of a sudden your, your blood turns into sludge, you know, turns into big mud. And some of these guys were getting strokes. Mm. Uh, and so, but if you're doing this at a doctor's office, 
you can get blood tests and get it checked and it's totally safe. The problem is people are doing this over the internet or with gym bros. Uh, and when they're doing it over the internet or with gym bros, then they don't have access to testing. They don't have access to knowledge. So, you know, I wrote a bunch of eBooks. If you go to my website, brandismd.com under media, drop down to eBooks. There's a bunch of free eBooks on testosterone. Download them. Please read them. Learn about testosterone. I know so many educated people that really hurt themselves mm. through the use of testosterone. I had a patient the other day, a smart guy. He got some tamoxifen from one of his buddies. Mm -hmm. Tamoxifen it, it acts as a selective estrogen receptor modulator, so it blocks the negative feedback loop and it can make your testosterone levels go up. But we use it mostly for women with metastatic breast cancer. And he was taking levels of a woman with metastatic breast cancer. And after three days, he lost his ability to get an erection because I looked it up. 20% of people that are on, men that are on tamoxifen lose their ability to get an erection, right? So, and he comes to see me six months later, things still aren't much better. So the, 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 the moral of the story is don't do stupid shit. Yeah. There's a lot of really good information out there. It's high you know, stupid shit. Yeah, I mean, on my you can do minor stupid shit whenever you want. I had a, I mean, I had a patient who was getting testosterone from his gym bros, and you know, we, I don't overcharge my patients. So, um, you know, we sell it for a pretty reasonable amount of money. So he came in with one of his friends um, to get a body composition scan, and mm -hmm. you heard about that we were doing testosterone. He wanted to convert it over to me. And I said, I'll start taking care of you. But the first thing we need to do is to get a full set of labs, mm -hmm. right? And his hematocrit was sky high. Over 50? And it was like 58. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I sent him a text. I said, you need to go and give two units of blood at Red Cross right away. And he blew it off. Oof. And he ended up, it's a true story. And then his doctors are texting me all the time. I just yeah. blow off the doctor texts, giving medical yeah. advice. I listen to my gym bros instead. Exactly. Well, he ended up getting a blood clot in his liver Oof. that went to his intestines and infarcted his intestines. And he had to be transferred from Kaiser to either UCSF or Stanford for a higher level of, of care because he was in the intensive care unit. I mean, it's really bad when your intestines die. Oh. Right? That's a true story. I mean, it doesn't, it's the first time I've ever heard of it, but if you're out there taking these medications without someone who actually knows what the heck they're doing, you can really hurt yourself. So, uh, we hopefully are getting routine blood panels throughout life and uh, looking at, especially looking at those male hormones. And I've talked a lot about on my show how frequently I test my my free T, my serum T, and my sex hormone binding globulin, focusing on the male hormones because I think they're proxy for all the other stuff that are usually fine. And if you're seeing um, good numbers, then you're not really a candidate for replacement therapy is the proper term, but just so the listener viewer understands, like when we hear about the dopers in sports, what they're doing is abusing these substances and putting in 
superhuman levels so they can break records. So you're talking about at your clinic and your patients and people making this decision is um, hormone replacement therapy to get to a therapeutic level uh, that's that's going to make a difference in life, but you're you're not going to be um, you know uh, bashing in car doors and, yeah. and superhuman strength. You know, so you bring up a really really good point, which is what is actually an appropriate level. Hmm. And when I was doing general urology, you know, just like a, a regular insurance based conventional doc, I would say, well, you know, let's get guys to five hundred to seven hundred. Let's get them right in the middle of normal, right? But that actually doesn't work, hmm. right? Um, now I get my guys between a thousand and fourteen hundred. So that's uh, above what almost anyone would deliver naturally, even a, a studly college athlete. But one thousand would be kind of the upper end of what you see yeah. naturally or, or without intervention. You know, if you have a vintage car, you need high octane gas. You mean an older patient? Is that what you're saying? Or what? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you if you want to get performance out of a, a guy in the sixties or seventies. You have to push more testosterone into that person in order to build. Like, for example, there was a study at, that out of the fielding lab at Tufts that looked at 20-year-olds and 50-year-olds doing the exact same exercise routine. Mm -hmm. And the 20-year-olds built three times as much muscle as the 50-year-olds. They, they recover three times faster exactly. from minor Achilles tendon issue or whatever. So getting someone from 200 up to seven or 800 is not going to be a huge bump, uh, not going to be a huge lifestyle effect. It'll, it'll help. Yeah. But, but you know, I've, I've talked to these people a lot and how do you, how you doing? Oh, you know, maybe a little bit better. Uh, 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 and the, part of the reason is most of the treatment modalities are gels, creams, patches, and you don't get, I have another testosterone ebook on testosterone levels. Right. So the, all the testosterone preparations that are gels, creams, you know, anything that's transdermal will only get your level up to about 450, 500. Right. Cause I think about it this way, right. Testosterone is a big molecule. It's a 27 carbon steroid hormone, mm -hmm. right? Water H2O. That's a little molecule, right? When you jump in a pool, do you get waterlogged? No. No, of course not. How come? Because your skin keeps little molecules like H2O from crossing the, the skin barrier and waterlogging you. So then think about like a little molecule versus a bigger molecule like testosterone. How does testosterone get into your bloodstream? I mean, there are carrier molecules that carry stuff through the skin, but it doesn't do it at a high enough level that's really going to move the needle. So really only things that are going to get your your testosterone up to 900, 1,000, 1,400 are either pellets, testosterone pellets that we put under the skin that last about five or six months or injection. So the pellets spewing a little bit into the bloodstream over a very long yeah. period. So the skeleton drips yeah. consistently. And the injection's going right into the bloodstream. It, well, it goes into the muscle. And, and, then, and, then it, and then it slowly diffuses into the bloodstream. So there's subcutaneous injections into the fat or there's injections into the muscle. Right. And that's something that you would do fairly frequently if you're yeah, on a replacement register. So for my patients, I usually try to have them do it twice a week. Right? Because if you do it once a week or sometimes even people do it once every other week, you get really high peaks and then drops and then peaks and then drops. That's when you 
you dip into like that, maybe that roid rage thing where people are getting a little bit more aggressive, you know, so the peak and then before the next injection, you know, they're, they're back to being like a lamb and then they suck up to be, they go from ram to lamb. So, um, sounds like you're taking this fork in the road where you're going to be dependent upon the outside source of testosterone when you make that decision to go on replacement therapy. Well, now, but if you go on clomiphene, right, that keeps your testicle producing. Mm -hmm. So you could get off testosterone at any point in, in therapy and say, you know, stop for me. Um, and your testicles will kick back into making normal amounts of testosterone. But mm. but if you don't, like I saw this one um, ex-Raider, all-pro guy, just giant 350-pound guy. I mean, like, couldn't believe how big he was. But his testicles were that big. Ah, because he was using right. for a long Because he played in, like, the 80s and 90s, and he was using for a long time, and he wasn't taking something like Colmafine or HCG. And so now his testicles are small. And they're, if you do it for long enough, you're gonna, they're going to stay small. It's irreversible. Yeah. For I mean, if you do it long enough, it's irreversible. Yeah. Um, however, today with uh, advanced medical science, we can remain on replacement therapy for a lifetime, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like that expression, everything's better with bacon. <laughs> everything's better with testosterone. Right. Like all the benefits of testosterone, even there, you know, it's heart healthy. There was just a big study that came out uh, confirming that testosterone reduced uh, the risk of cardiovascular disease. It actually uh, reduces the risk of diabetes and type 2 diabetes. I mean, it does so many beneficial things. I mean, isn't it arguably prostate healthy too in, in some ways? In in some ways. Uh, yeah, which so, is, the in case you're not familiar, that was the, the dire warning that we've heard for decades that um, testosterone will drive the, especially... Uh, reproductive cancer. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, what is your testosterone highest in your 20s? When is your risk of t prostate cancer almost zero in your 20s? When is your risk of prostate cancer highest in your 70s? When is your testosterone lowest in your 70s? So, you know, there's, there's an inverse relationship between testosterone levels and your risk of prostate cancer. And also, if you arguably maintain fitness, muscle mass, VO2 max, you're going to be resilient against all kinds of uh, cancer and, um, you know, metabolic breakdown, thanks to doing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, exercise fixes almost everything. So, I've, you know, I've, I've, long, I've had a longstanding um, belief and behavior system of, of avoiding all outside um, intervention, prescription drugs, anything. And I'm very open-minded to the topic, especially when we get deep into this and realize that the um, the adverse side effects that you know we've heard about are are, are not really um, validated by science. Um, but I'm also believing that I'm going to do the best of my best I can with every lifestyle category, um, test frequently, and I'm, I see I'm seeing a good result. So I, I'm not even a candidate. And also that lifestyle part where you say how you're performing and. I'd love to perform better, and if I if I got my testosterone up to fourteen hundred, I probably would. Um, but at a certain yeah, point, absolutely. I mean, you know, we all there's that that performance curve that we were talking about. Yeah, where at sixty, yeah. at least in the data that I have, you're you decline. It's like 
life is like walking up an escalator, right? When you're younger, you can get up the escalator, but as you get older, the escalator gets faster and faster and faster. And so, you know, at a certain point, all you want to do is maintain. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, you just don't want to decline as fast as you're supposed to decline. You're like, about walking up the down escalator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I got in trouble for when I was a little kid. I yeah, love exactly. doing that. Yeah, you, well, if you go fast yeah. enough, you can get up to the top. Yeah. But, but then you, know, you just want to stay. But when you're 70, put, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Anymore. Don't get sucked out the back. That's all you want. Yeah. 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 Okay. No. You, you don't want to be sprawled on your ass yeah. off the escalator. Yeah. You know, because it goes, it, it goes faster and faster. Like when we're after the age of, I think, 30, we lose point. Eight percent of our muscle mass per year, mm-hmm. um, but after the age of seventy, it goes to one point five percent. Ooh, that adds up. You know, per year. Yeah, right? and that's just the way nature is. Now, if at seventy you start taking testosterone, you may actually build muscle. I mean, I have all my in bodies. I can show you lots and lots of patients who are patients here who I put on testosterone and I put on the, my M-Sculpt machine. Mm. And then three months later, we, we check their their muscle mass and lo and behold, it's higher. By right, some very significant three to five pounds of new muscle that we can build based on testosterone and some of the other technologies I have like M-Sculpt, you actually can build muscle on guys that are in their 70s. Um, well, certainly if they dedicate the time and energy to it, which maybe they have arguably better than other decades where they're immersed into career and family. Well, but if your testosterone is 250, it doesn't matter how often you go to the gym and how much you do, mm-hmm. you're not going to build muscle. Uh, I suppose if, if you're walking into a gym with low testosterone and some metabolic problems and low VO2 max and just out of shape and in the older age groups, you're going to progress to a certain point and it's not going to be terribly impressive is what you're saying. I mean, no, or you may not progress at all. You know, the other thing is diet, right? Mm. Muscles made out of protein. So if your diet is mostly carbs and you don't have much protein, Mm. guess what? Your muscles are going to waste away. Mm. If you're not adequately hydrated when you're exercising, you're more likely going to get hurt because your tendons and ligaments are going to be dried out um, and your blood pressure, you're going to have to work harder to maintain blood pressure. Your, your performance is going to be weak. So, you know, maintaining adequate hydration when you're working out something like creatine, right? So creatine, I mean, it's a supplement, creatine monohydrate. It's typically for younger guys, we recommend five grams a day. Mm-hmm. Almost every pro athlete um, and, and amateur or high school, college athlete is taking creatine. But then after we stop competing, we forget about it, right? But it, we still have the same physiology. Right. Creatine basically just regenerates ATP. And what do we need ATP for? Anything that involves energy. So anything that's a very energy-intensive activity like exercising or even if you're um, you know, doing something mentally, like taking a test for three, four. Yeah, it helps refresh the brain. It helps, yeah, it refresh the brain neurons by building, rebuilding or regenerating ATP. Mm. And then also a nitric oxide booster, like a running, right, is going to help boost circulation so you deliver oxygen and blood to where it needs to go. So these are all things, when you're 20s or your 30s, you get away with them. Lot of stuff. I hate. They're still. Um, you still have, have a lot in the bank. I suppose. Yeah. And you know, once you cross that fifty barrier, yeah, you really have to begin to think much more intelligently 
about building muscle, burning the fat, not getting injured, you know, and, and tailoring your exercise. Like I love running. We were talking about it before, but you know, it messes up my back and it screws up my legs. And so now I do elliptical. Would I like to go out, run on the trails? Yeah, you bet. But my body can't take it anymore. Or, you know, biking. You know, I'd love to be out on a road bike, but too many people I've seen get well, dead yeah. or, you know, too many people I know got crashed on a mountain bike. And I just, in my life, I can't afford that right now. Right. So, so well I get on my, I get yeah. on my spinner bike and I put YouTube on and I'm riding through the Alps one day and I'm riding through Hawaii the next day. So, you know, it's, it's okay. And I get a really good workout because I'm not the stop for stop signs or any of that kind of stuff. And you, you, you get to finish the workout and, and, and live to tell about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's more boring, but that's, that's what you, that's what I have to do in order to maintain a level of fitness that will, will keep me going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and sleep, uh, right. And, and sleep is, uh, it seems like everything flows downstream from getting adequate sleep because we're talking about male hormones and things that are going to get destroyed if you're if your sleep habits are off, even if you're on replacement therapy, I suppose. Yeah, and that's why a single intervention doesn't move the needle. Mm-hmm. Because you need a whole bunch of stuff to move the needle. And then when the needle's not moving well enough, then you need interventions like a nitric oxide booster or testosterone supplement or a gains wave or PRP um, in combination with those lives. Yeah, that's just respecting the differences in, in aging over the decades and doing something about it. But I meanwhile, you know, supporting that that graceful aging from the, from the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. According to my patients, there's really no such thing as graceful aging. Aging is rough. Uh, it's, if, you, um, if you don't do anything about it, it's even more rough. Yeah. But I will say it's rough anyway when you're talking about the the, the difference. Oh yeah, I mean, getting away with all the injuries. You, yeah, like little minor injuries that. You yeah, that that you know wouldn't wouldn't really bother most folks, but when you're a competitive athlete, yeah, and you're trying to do the things that you were doing when you were twenty, it's different. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember my son in a middle school track meet in in the four by one, and he's he's cranking around the curve, and all of a sudden he pulls up lame. Like you see the guys in the Olympics, and he's grabbing his his left hamstring, and he's in excruciating pain. He's lying on the track, and I'm like, "Oh no, there goes the track season, and the, the basketball team's headed to the championships. This is a disaster." And I help him off the track. We go home, we ice it, and then like three days later, he's getting dressed for basketball practice. And I'm like, "Wait, are you you, you think you can practice already? How's your leg?" And he goes, "He forgot which leg. <laughs> it's fine." Are you sure? And then he was like, yeah, he, he, he'd forgotten. You know, it was completely healed in three days. And, you know, I'm looking at 13 weeks or whatever with all those things. So uh, it's a careful balance to respect that instead of when these people say aging is just a number. And I heard someone strongly refute that. And I appreciated that take for a moment because it's not just a number. And you better respect the crap out of it and do everything you can. Yeah, exactly. So we have some uh, assignments here that we've we've uh, received during this this great show. Maybe we could just summarize. And uh, when you're when you're dealing with these real people coming in here every day, what are the you know the biggest payoffs and the biggest send offs that that you give your patients to maximize the results of what you do? Yeah, well, and there's really some simple stuff. Don't drink alcohol. Don't mm-hmm. smoke cigarettes. Don't 
eat too much, don't do drugs, make sure you exercise every day, try to stretch every day, try to meditate every day, Run. get a good night's sleep, be nice to other people. Love it. Right. I mean, those like nine or 10 things, that's just like a, like a no-brainer. Yeah. And if you're watching and not listening, I'm showing his book, The 21st Century Man, this beautiful, gigantic volume that you can get on YouTube. And um, tell us how you came up with this project, because it's quite a unique book with the different chapters. And Yeah. So, you know, we all got COVID. And so I had, a, <laughs> I had this little guy for two, three months. And I'm off. not one of those people that can just sit around and, and play mini golf. Uh, and so, real golf. For real golf. Yeah. Um, well, I think the golf courses were pretty much closed too. For whatever reason, and the hiking trails were hiking closed trail. in, the, in the county of LA. I'm like, wait a second, are you kidding me? This is exactly what we want people to do is get out on the outside, but whatever. So, you know, it started as a, a small book on sexual medicine, but, you know, as I would see patients and they would come and talk to me about their issues like, well, sleep problems or relationship problems or addiction problems or physical problems, um, I began to add chapters to the book and to the point where it got to be 101 chapters and really is the most comprehensive men's health book ever written. And it's written not just by me, um, because I, I only know a certain amount of stuff, but me and 60 of my other uh, men's health physician and, and expert colleagues about every aspect of men's health that potentially can affect health, longevity, and sexual health. Uh, and don't be intimidated by the length of the book because it's really 101 little books rather than one book that you're supposed to continuously read because like, there's nothing that annoys me more than reading a 300-page book and realizing there's about two pages of information in the book. In fact, that's why I had like a, this thing called Blinkist. Right. Yeah, so summary. It, it summarizes recorded, but yeah. you know, if you did a blink of this book, it would still be not ever be. It would still be a long. It would be the yeah. longest blink. It would be ever. like the longest yeah. blinkest ever because every chapter is fully condensed and just pure information. So, like, I have a lot of respect for people's time, and uh, none of these chapters will waste your. And the, the, the diversity of the topics are great. You can pick and choose what you want. I, I was jumping to the relationship section and realizing how that's a driving factor in your physiological health. And then there's a specific one about foot care and uh, uh, dietary matters. Yeah, so I, mean, I had a podiatrist write the chapter. Yeah, yeah. Hair. So it's a great, I had great a, novel. I paired the famous hair transplant surgeon writing the, the chapter on hair replacement. There's some really, really unique chapters in the book that I don't think you'll find anywhere. One is a chapter written by a healthcare executive on um, health insurance. No. Right, the healthcare system in this country is really, really, really messed up, and very few people actually understand health insurance and how it works. And this chapter is essential. You know, a lot of us buy health insurance for our employees or our families, and you, you have to know what you're buying. And I mean, health insurance for my family this year is over thirty thousand bucks. So, to buy something for thirty grand and not know what you're buying is a big deal. Right, you wouldn't buy a car with with no knowledge of what you're buying, right? Another chapter is what men need to know about menopause, um, right? That's a big deal. Like, you know, you and your wife have a great relationship. You're in your mid-50s. All of a sudden, your wife comes home one day and she's like off her rocker. And you're like, what the hell's going on? That you could either go out to the golf course and forget about it, or you could read a chapter, understand what's going on, be empathetic with your spouse, and your relationship will actually get stronger. No. Uh, and so that's really an essential chapter. Um, 
Susan Bratton wrote an amazing chapter on how to please a woman. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that, that's enough said. Go get it on Amazon. You can get your Affirm supplements too and uh, get that nitric oxide going and the testosterone boost. All kinds of good things coming out of the Brandeis MD Medical Clinic here in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay Area. If you're around, come in and, and, uh, and check them out. Uh, otherwise, check out all the offerings on the website. Thanks for those uh, free eBooks and, and those types of resources too. Yeah, I mean, I love educating people. That's what I, that's what I do. Thanks, everybody. Da, 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 da. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. Thank you so much for listening to the BRAD podcast. We appreciate all feedback and suggestions. Email podcast at bradventures.com and visit bradkearns.com to download five free ebooks and learn some great long cuts to a longer life how to optimize testosterone naturally, become a dark chocolate connoisseur, and transition to a barefoot and minimalist shoe lifestyle.